You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Brett is with us. Brett is in Charleston, South Carolina. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you both for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Sure. What's up? So I grew up uh, very poor, you know, often not even having meals. And then as my uh, grew into a senior in high school, both my parents got jobs making six figures. And it seemed like it was so fun eating out and just living recklessly as a whole family. And then my parents got divorced. Everything just kind of fell apart. And I now have been blessed of owning my own business and making a pretty considerable salary increase. And I find myself feeling fearful about the money that I'm making. I know I still have $11,000 to pay off on uh, baby step two, but I just am kind of afraid of the effect of money. I, I just am living in fear and I'm hoping to get some help. Be more specific. What do you, what is it you're afraid of? You know, I just, I don't want the lifestyle of money to be able to, to tear away the things that really matter to me. Um, you know, I don't want it so that we're just eating out and living, you know, like this great life. And then some of the family values kind of go by the wayside. How do you find those values while earning greater money? You know, how do you stay rooted, I guess? Okay. Um, number one, I don't think you're going to have a problem because you are watching for it. It's the people that don't watch for it that um, that it gets. So you're not looking to money to be your salvation. And so it's not going to let you down. People that get in trouble are the ones that say, oh, I'll be happy when, and then they're not happy when, okay? Because money's, mm-hmm. you know, success, money, anything's a bully in the schoolyard. As soon as you achieve it and you step across you know he draws a line in the sand and says if you step across this line i'm going to punch you and you step across the line he backs up and draws another line and says if you step across this line then i'm really going to punch you you know and that's what it's always moving this i'll be happy when i'll be happy when i'll be happy when and those are the people that getting money gets them off track because they thought money had a power to do things it does not have it does not have the power to give you happiness. It does not have the power to give you joy. It does not have the power to give you peace. It does not have the power to uh, create values in your family. Uh, unless you try to give it that power, and then it will let you down. But you're not going to do that, so I'm really not worried about you. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. You know, as just a dad of four daughters, I just want to make sure I you know, use it to its best opportunity. So I'm uh, like my little boy, you know, we finally got a decent car after we got bankrupt. And I, I, my little boy at the time, um, is a little guy. He's the smallest of the Ramseys. Right. And, uh, we take, we get them in the, finally get a car that's not got like a dent in it. You know I mean? It's finally get a decent vehicle and he's in the back seat and we're doing the old family drive around the block in the new car everybody check out the new car Ooh, ah we're excited right you know the routine right and Mm -hmm. he leans back and he goes we're doing pretty good (laughs) right and see that's a signal that there's a problem and so i just stopped the car and i said we aren't doing good at all i'm doing good you got nothing (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You, you, you're broke, okay? And so you just need to know that's where you're starting from. B-R-O-K-E, buddy. And so, um, you know, and, and so that's, in other words, we did not allow money to be the value of, of okay, now we're okay when we get this better car oh now we're okay if we get to move in that house oh now we're okay if i have a thing a label on my purse or whatever the crap it is right and so you know you're just not going to allow your family to be defined by this and so money then becomes oh pt barnum had a wonderful saying he said money is a fabulous slave it's a horrible master Mm mm-hmm yeah. And that's what we're talking about is who's in charge here. You are the money. You're in charge. The money's not. So you're not going to fall prey to these things. As long as you keep money, not, don't let money be in charge. In anyone's life that is in your purview, your, your, you know, your spouse, your kids. As for me and my house, money is a tool. Mm. It's not the master. You see what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just no, would I, I would say that. this, Brett. I, I can feel the fear on you, and that's why we pushed you to be specific. And I think you're afraid that mm-hmm. more money and affluency that comes with that is going to distract you and tempt you to do things you don't want to do, as opposed to say, no, the money I make yeah. and any wealth that comes with that is going to allow me to do more of what I believe we should do. So I think it's boundaries, setting up those boundaries. Like Dave said, when do you hear something or see something or smell something among the family where it goes, that's not right, I want to nip that in the bud. And I think it's setting boundaries and not worrying about the temptation. If you've got clear boundaries, uh, I think you're going to do more of the right things instead of doing things that you don't want to but you you grew up hearing and most of us did uh Mm -hmm. that that you know rich people are evil or they're all crooks or something like that Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. absolute hogwash it's absolute it's an absolute it's asinine it's an absolute lie but it's the stuff that poor people or hopeless people say because they're jealous yeah And, and so you know most rich people i know are no more crooked than the poor people i know and they're no more righteous than the poor people I know. You know, the amount of money you have doesn't make you a crook or righteous. Uh, it's a yeah. character quality. So, you know, it, it's amoral. Money's amoral. It does not have morals. It just attaches itself to people who do. Um, and so, yeah, you just you got this message from childhood, from the old, from the from the growing up hood, the neighborhood, and you're like. You know, oh, wow, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to become one of those evil rich people. And uh, then you discover, no, I'm just going to be one of the good rich people. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I, it. I love what you said about the Daniel story. It's one of my favorite stories. It reminds me of something Shaquille O'Neal said. I believe it was during his Hall of Fame speech, but it's perspective. He said to his kids, we ain't rich. I'm rich. Yeah, exactly. It's the <laughs> same thing. You know, it's like give the kids context. Yeah. Why do I make this money? What had to happen for us to get to this place? Now, what do we believe we should do with money? And you give it perspective, yeah. you know, and then the kids and everybody else goes, okay, I get it. But, you know, here's the thing. And, and you show the kids it came from hard work. You show the kids that business right. is successful because we're helping a lot of people. That's exactly right. And, hey, oh, I had to struggle. You know, I tell my kids all the time, like I try to remind them, they were little when I first started after this whole broadcasting thing. I remind them all the time how bad the first broadcasting things I did were. Like, they don't even deserve to be drug out of the ditch, you know, the ash heap of history. Like, you had to do bad stuff. You had to do humble stuff. You had to struggle. Uh, it took time to build. Like, this doesn't just, you don't just show up and do the things I'm doing today. And and my all my kids understand that, you know. And, by the way, they also understand 
that if they want more money, they've got to go to work. Yeah. I don't just keep filling up their bank account. Yeah, but you know? eat, eating out go, does go not work. destroy your family values. No. He brought up eating out several times. You know, eating out does not. You yeah, know. I think he was worried about getting away from the dinner table, well, which I get that. Then, then say, so now you make know, the dinner table a part of the family tradition. Part of our part of our weekly schedule That's is uh, three nights a week, five nights a week, whatever That's it is. Right. We are all gathering at uh, the table. And uh, no, you can't book anything across that. And I don't care what your friends are doing. And this is what we do. The other nights, we can go out to eat or sure. you can go out with your buddies mm-hmm. or do whatever. You can go over to somebody else's house, whatever. But these nights, we're here. And if you're, if you're wanting to establish that as a family tradition, a family rhythm, that's a good thing. It is. It's a good thing. And if you're going to go ahead and do that, then just no screens at the table, by the way. So I agree with that. Just help you with that. Um, Dave, so. you're not going to believe this. We made the Coleman kids play Clue last night, and they howled like I was torturing them. And would you believe that they actually enjoyed it once I got them into the game and they figured out how to play it? But you would have thought I was the worst father of all time. You are. I don't want to play Clue. I don't want to play. How long you're does horrible. it take? I can't. You're a child abuser. Make them play something. board games. It was good. They actually ended up enjoying it. Golly. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Boomer Day on the Ramsey Show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. <laughs>